Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen or you're actually gonna decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The Wellness Breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the Wellness Guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the Country Place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17 to 19. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. We've always taken mums the word to mean keeping things to ourselves. Well, this is no longer the case as we provide mums with the natural, honest, and reliable resources they need from experts and other mums to keep their families happy, healthy, and safe. Be prepared to use your passion for parenting to empower yourself with the knowledge of choice. Welcome to Mums the Word with your host, mum and chiropractor, Kaz Jaff. Hey, Mums the Word listeners. Thanks for tuning in again. We've got a fantastic episode in store from our first guest that is making a reappearance on the show. Dr. Damien Christoph was on our episode 49 talking all things prenatal nutrition, which if you haven't heard already has had some amazing downloads and I highly recommend that one. I've had some great feedback. So go and listen to that when you have time. But this episode, we're talking all things stress and um, through sharing a very stressful experience of his that is, I guess, a little bit traumatic even to listen to, you you start to feel um, some changes in your body. He's actually going to teach us all about how stress does build up and how it's uh, when left unresolved, Uh, can lead to some very nasty problems and um, he speaks uh, internationally sharing um, his Crack Your Stress Code which we're going to also share in the show notes but in this episode we're going to just make it a little bit more easy to understand and have a little bit of a a dialogue about stress and relate a little bit more to you mums out there as well. Enjoy the episode and once again if you're looking for Dr. Damien's expertise and his bio it will be in the show notes and also emailed out in our newsletter. So if you're not signed up, I do send out show notes to listeners every week. That way you can always go back and get the resources that we share without pushing stop and rewind and play and all these things. I've made it very easy for you. So without um, any further ado, here's Dr. Damien sharing all things stress. Good morning, Damien. Very excited to have you back on Mums the Word. You're our first repeat guest. Wow. Um, so Thanks, feel free to share anything you like about yourself. You've shared a lot, but um, you know, just for maybe people who didn't listen to that episode, um, I think it's three episodes ago. Um, don't correct me if I'm wrong or feel free. But uh, <laughs> but um yeah, share us a little bit about yourself and then we're gonna get into this awesome topic that is so essential. 
Well, uh, I, I suppose if, if everyone listened to the one before, then they know that I'm a chiropractor, a naturopath, nutritionist. Um, I own Forage, the muesli company, and uh, the healthy muesli company. And then um, I speak around the world, I suppose, Dan Kaz, just on food, nutrition, and stress. You will be soon. You will be soon. Yeah. Well, I did. It was last year or this year I spoke in the States, which was my first time I actually had a chance to speak in the States, which is great. Do New, New Zealand, Zealand and Australia. And Greece. Yeah, Greece. So get in there. Get in there. And I might one day get as busy as John Martini. We'll see what happens. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I, uh, I, love, I love sharing the message around food and nutrition, of course, but uh, fascinated, fascinated by stress and fascinated by aging. I love the concept of aging and aging well. But, uh, you know, one of the things that does age us, um, I suppose, inappropriately is stress. And many people don't know what stress is, how it happens, um, how it affects their body, how it influences the behavior of their DNA. And I'd love to talk about that today. And also I'd love to, I suppose, share with people a story that kind of gets them feeling like that they understand how stress actually affects their body. So, you know, I'd like to cover all that today. If we can, Kaz, we'll see how we go. Oh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I'm happy with all of that. <laughs> One thing I think, um, or maybe you did mention it, um, I don't think you did, that you're a dad and a dad. Um, you also have a podcast on longevity as well. So um, we're listening to someone who knows what he's talking about. I just thought I'd say that. Ah, thanks, Kaz. Yeah, my little boy's just turned 16 and uh, he's on a on a hike at the moment coming back from Mount Kosciuszko. He spent the last three weeks um, hiking from um, Mount Hotham all the way to Mount Kosciuszko. Mount Kosciuszko is, for those of you who don't live in Australia, Mount Kosciuszko is Australia's highest peak, and uh, he's hiked over 400 kilometres um, over the last three weeks. So, And he's only 16. He's done that with school, so it's a big deal. I haven't seen him for ages. I'm Have you got contact with a mobile or anything, or they're not allowed? No, nothing. No, no contact at all. They've had no contact with their oh parents. God, We've wow. had no contact with them. Imagine having your child... Um, disappear into the wilderness for three weeks. All elements, you know, in Australia at the moment, we've got changing seasons. So we've got very, very hot today. It's 38 degrees in Melbourne um, and it'll be minus two degrees in Mount Kosciuszko where he is um, today. So, uh, Well, talking about the stress response, that just gave me one actually. (laughs) I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So, you know, we could start talking about sympathetics and what happens, but I'll let you lead the way. You, Kaz, you and I worked at a practice um, in Middle Park many years ago, mm-hmm. and when I was working in, in this practice, um, I was running a naturopathic practice and a chiropractic practice at the same time. So naturopathy was upstairs in the big, you know, the church, and downstairs uh, I was a chiropractor, which is the same as everybody else that was in the practice. And um, on this particular day that I am talking about, I was to give a three-hour presentation on stress, and I'd received a call from a guy, Norm Broccoli, only a few weeks before saying, Damien, can you speak on stress for us? We've just had our stress speaker pull out. Can you do it? And I said, of course, Norm, I'll do that for you guys. How long do you want me to speak for? And he said, three hours. And uh, and I'd never spoken on stress before. I'd had stressful events in my life, um, but I'd never spoken on stress. And so he said, you know, do you think he could pull it off? I said, mate, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, I'll get to work. Uh, I said, when is it? And he said, it's in two weeks. And so I I'd, I'd hadn't spoken on stress. I hadn't spoken on stress for three hours. And it was in two weeks' time. So I had a lot of work to do. And it all culminated into this one day. I put together this um, massive slide bank of 180 slides. So essentially one slide per minute I was going to be talking for. And because you know how I present, generally I'll speak to one slide for 20 minutes. And so <laughs> I, had, I had all of these slides with all of this research. And I'd done amazing amounts of research to kind of establish you know, what it is that stress actually does, what it is, how it actually influences the body and how the body adapts and then repairs from it. 
and uh, and I was talking to chiropractors. And so talking to your peers is really difficult because, you know, they're not necessarily more critical, but they want more from you, as you, as you can imagine. And uh, and on this particular day, I was at the Royal Australasian College of General Practitioners was where this uh, event was being held. It was in St Kilda Road, and they were beaming it live. They were filming it live um, to about 400 other chiropractors in Australia, and there was going to be 80 people in the room. So I knew I had to be on my A game. You could imagine, right? Oh, yeah, no, I'm feeling, I'm feeling it. Feeling it anyway. I got a, a notification that morning. I used to get up at five o'clock in those days and go for a bit of a walk, run with my wife um, along the beach in Middle Park. And um, I, I got a little, um, mess, a little message. And actually, no, we're in Hawthorne. That's right. So we're in, we're in Hawthorne. Got a little message, and the message said, um, you, "You know, there's an update to do. Would you like to do it on my brand new Mac?" And so I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'll do that." So I clicked on yes, and it started downloading. And I, I went for my walk with Amber, and we walked up along and. Um, Auburn Road, around Ando Park, and had a really nice time. Came back, had a little coffee, sat down, had our breakfast, and um, and then realised that the um, the spinning wheel of death on my Mac was just continually <laughs> spinning. You know, just didn't want to let up, and it just was spinning and spinning. I was like, oh my gosh, I got this presentation to do tonight, and and this is back in the days. We're talking like eight or nine years ago. Dropbox wasn't around at the time. Um, I didn't really think that uh, I'd have a problem with my computer because I had a Mac and nothing ever went wrong with Macs. And was it and telling you how much time you had to go? It was telling me how much time I had to go. So um, at this point in time, well, not at this point in time, but at this point in time, it was Still just spinning. <laughs> spinning wheel of death. And so I didn't, I, I, I didn't unplug the computer. I mean, I unplugged it, but I didn't close it down. I just put it on my, on my car, and on, on the seat, and then drove off to work and arrived at work, took the computer upstairs, plugged into power, hoping that when it jumped onto the network, it would continue to download and blah, blah, blah. But didn't do that. And by lunchtime, the spinning wheel of death was still going. So I called Apple and they said, you've got a problem with your computer. The download hasn't worked. You're going to have to reinstall your operating system from scratch. Have you backed up your computer? And I said, no, I haven't. And so the only copy of this presentation I was giving tonight was actually on the computer and not backed up. Anyway, so I said, how am I going to do this? I said, you've got to get your install discs. That meant I had to drive all the way back to Hawthorne from Middle Park, and I did that in the middle of lunchtime and then came back with the install discs and uh, and started to install it. And then it told me that I had about six hours remaining um, of this installation. <laughs> Meanwhile, between patients. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Six yeah. hours, right, which basically put me up to about two minutes before my presentation was due to start. Um <laughs> That's all things going well. You know, those clocks, they're never that accurate. And, the, I mean, this particular day, the clock was incredibly accurate. It just didn't change. Like, I'd look for 15 minutes and be 15 minutes closer, you know, and I was like, oh, jeepers, I'm in so much trouble here. How am I going to get through this? Mm. And excuse the noise in the background. My cat just made it onto my desk. Hang on a second. I knew get... you had a new little pussycat. Yeah. Oh, there you go, Misty. And um, anyway, so – the day was so busy and I was running up and down the stairs really, really fit. I drank a few too many coffees that day and my appetite wasn't really that good because I was stressed and many people would know what I mean by when you feel stressed, you don't actually have much of an appetite. And um, and, and, and so I was just running on adrenaline. That's a sympathetic response, right? So part of the sympathetic response in the body, the sympathetic nervous system response in a stressful environment is to run away from stress. Most people, you know, try to escape, but I was immersed in it. I was stuck in this stress. My computer wasn't updating. I was seeing lots of patients. Um, I knew that I was going to be running a little bit late for my presentation, so I had no buffer time. And and it was really, you know, it was, it was a lot of anxiety around that. So I sent 
uh, one of the girls around to pick me up some sushi and, and a bottle of water so that I had something to at least nibble on and something to actually, you know, drink on while or drink while I was heading to the presentation. And, uh, and as I was driving to the presentation with the computer, still loading up, you know, the update, I don't know whether my presentation is actually on the computer at this stage. In my brand new car, Kaz, like I just bought a car, I had the computer sitting on the seat, I had a bottle of water between my lap, I had my mobile phone sitting um, in the console area, you know, dialing Norm to let him know that I was running late and I was eating sushi with my other hand and trying to drive at the same time. Um, <laughs> a police car pulls up beside me as I'm driving down Albert Park Road to turn right into Kingsway so that I could get to this venue. And uh, and I and I have a little, you know, a little, oh, my gosh, oh, there's a police car. And <laughs> I, I swerve a little bit and my computer falls from the passenger seat into the footwell where the passenger would normally sit and the lid closes. <gasps> <laughs> can you feel can you feel my pain i was feeling it still excited? before that even happened oh my god keep going keep going so i'm like oh my gosh i've got three hours to speak i have no copy of my presentation i think i've just mucked up my whole install i don't know what i'm gonna do and i'm getting arrested for no no <laughs> well i didn't get arrested which is great that was a win that was my first win for the day and uh and so i eventually i got i turned up to the racgp and um parked my car fortunately it was right at the very very front of the place which was great um opened my laptop and the, and it was still installing because it hadn't fully installed uh it hadn't it, it didn't close down which is great and that meant that, that was my second win for the day. So that was good. So I was waiting for my third win for the day and I jumped into the lift and people greeted me and as, as they do when you go to do a seminar or a presentation, is there anything I can do? Can I help you out? I said, no, nah, just need some water. Just get me to the lectern. I'm stressed out. I've got big sweat marks on my shirt. I've got to put a jacket on. It's really hot this particular day. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, this is going to be crazy. And I get to the lectern. I've got like literally 59 seconds to go of this install before my computer restarts and I have no idea if my presentation is going to be there. So you can feel my anxiety. I've even got anxiety talking about it mm. and I imagine people listening to this right now would feel that stress and this is the amazing thing about stress whether it's real or perceived stress so whether or not you're perceiving my stress or whether you're experiencing the same stress as what I had real or perceived stress actually has the same chemical influence on your body so listening to someone's stressful story and taking it on board it does actually affect your own stress response. This is so I'm really sorry for everybody listening <laughs> to this this you know story because if you're feeling my stress, um, you whether it's real or perceived, you're having a stress response right now. But you are going to give us some strategies at the end. I'm going to give us a strategy. All right. But anyway, fifty-five seconds counts down. I'm on the lectern. The cameras are rolling. I haven't got my presentation going. I said, "No, I just need another minute." He said, "No problem." Oh, that was my cat, and uh, so she's just jumped up. And then um, I, I get the the Mac. Ding. Like the Mac, you know, it turns on, it goes, Boo, did that noise, and I thought, oh, thank goodness for that. So I, uh, I searched my presentation, and there was my presentation, all 180 slides, and I started one minute late my presentation. Anyway, oh my, my presentation, I, I, I spoke to 72 slides of 180 slides, had heaps of content left over, and, uh, and, and I got to the end of that, and I was – wrecked i was so tired i'd spoken for three hours 180 minutes um on a topic that i wasn't that familiar with i don't know whether or not i did a good job or a bad job i have no idea i can't recall it but you know when you've in, you've been in a heightened state of stress there's not a whole lot about that that you remember you remember some details but it's hard to remember everything that happened and uh, and that whole sympathetic stress response was meant to get me out of trouble 
And at the end of the day, there was really no trouble at all because my presentation was on my computer. It just took a long time to load, if you know what I mean. So, you know, whether the stress is real, a real threat or a perceived threat or whatever it was, I had a massive sympathetic response. The, the, the problem with the sympathetic response is that if you have them and it's significant, the buffer to the sympathetic response is a cascade of hormones, which we'll talk about today, Kaz, that, um, that then resulted in me having a crash. And my crash was an immune response crash. Um, to the extent that I, you know, had infections and I was fatigued and all kinds of stuff, and it took me a number of weeks to get over. And I realised then that people needed to understand the influence of stress on their genes, and so uh, and that's how I, I I put together the talk, crack your stress code, and people can watch that whole talk um, on on my on my webpage on, on DamienChristoph.com. You can watch the whole thing there, and it goes for probably about 90 minutes now. I've trimmed it down from 180 down to 90, but I actually talk about how stress, you know legitimately affects dna and how we get rid of that so how do we how do we mitigate those effects so we'll, we'll talk about that kaz how's that how do you feel after hearing that story kaz oh yeah no i mean even just with the the computer closing but i guess what i what's coming to mind for me now is when you see on your phone would you like to do a software update i'm curious how you feel when you see that now because <laughs> there's well, got to be, like you said, a lowered threshold um, that somehow triggers almost like a trauma that goes on. Um, yeah, just that's there's a curiosity for me coming up about that. Takes me a long time to learn lessons, Kaz. I've got to tell you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, even at work, even at Vita, uh, where we've been working together, Kaz, I, um, I you know, there will be an update that comes through on the front desk computer, and I'll click yes, do it. Right, and then the girls are going mental. Damien, we've got 15 minutes before we start the shift, and you've just done an update. What are we, you know, what if it doesn't work? And so often it's conflicted with the, our software, our, our CRM, and, and that's meant that they've had to call Stephen, and we could be 30 minutes late getting the computer open, ready to rock and roll because I've pushed, you know, let's let's up do the update. But I'm conscious too because the updates are part of not only security but also speed of the computer. And so I think, oh my gosh, it's just got to get done. But selecting the right time to do things. Um, I probably need to work on that a little bit. So even uh, when you're not, even when you don't want to do updates, they 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 get you because I've had recently on the phone where they say if you plug in the power between I don't know twelve and five a.m., which is of course what I probably do is charge my phone overnight, it would do yeah. an update, and I can't choose a not. Um, I can only agree. It won't let me go any further on my phone. It just pops up. So I've many times tried not to charge and then I just forgot one time, and then it, of course does does the update. I'm just have a little bit of conspiracy theory that. You know, every time you do an update, it slows your phone down so that you have to buy the next version. <laughs> could be that, you know. That could be true. That could, in fact, be true, but I don't know. I but, mean, I'm a big Apple fan, but, yes, I do agree with that wheel of death. I mean, I'm sure we all know it. Oh, my gosh, the spinning wheel of death. The amount of times you've had that going, it just, you know, it sends your heart in a bit of a spin. But uh, the, the result was, and we'll go back to what the result was, was that I got a cold, I got, a, you know, kind of a viral sort of thing. Then I got a, an eye infection because I went and played golf and got duck poo in my eye. And and so all these things just kind of happened in and around that time. And I just had very lowered resistance to infection. Um and, and I had other stresses, you know, going on at work. I had other stresses going on in my other muesli business that I used to own. And so I had all this chronic, you know, kind of chronic and acute stress events. And many people who are listening to this call might have actually been on holidays. And when they get onto their first or second or third day of holidays, their stress response starts to decrease. And as a result of their stress response decreasing, their immune system has the opportunity to kick in. And so not that their immune system wasn't working, it just wasn't working as well as what it should. We call it a subluxation. And so that 
subluxation to nerve function starts to decline. And as a result of the declining of their stress response, their immune system starts to pick up. And they start to mount responses to infections that were in the body already, but the immune system had just been suppressed because of the hormone cortisol. And so when cortisol is circling through the body, your immune system doesn't work. It's the same as cortisone. You know, if you're having a crazy immune response, whether it be an infection, whether it be asthma, whether it be um, a really bad allergic response, you give the body cortisone because it dampens the immune response. But long-term exposure to stress like adrenaline um, and then the, the – um, you know, the the balancing hormone to adrenaline, which is cortisol, when that comes into the system, it does dampen growth hormone, it does dampen um, your immune response. And so you then have that response. That's the response that I end up having. So I then started to realize that there was other things that were happening with my body. And uh, I noticed that I was storing body fat. I noticed that my muscle mass was declining. And this is only after, you know, a short period of stress. And many people go through stress continuously. So, and not to say that I'm unbelievably in tune with my body but i was aware that things were changing i was getting sore joints and so i was like wow far out i've got to really understand more of this so what i what i managed to do was to you know really take in a lot of this information from that presentation and then just decipher the important bits and one of the most important bits Kaz, is this and that is that and i mentioned this i alluded to this you know before was that whether stress is actual or perceived the body's complex array of machinery, this particular stage it says machinery, I like to say the complex array of intelligence, but complex array of machinery, bits and pieces that copes with stress, develops an adaptive stress response. And effectively, the adaptive stress response is the body's ability to adapt to chronic repeated stress. And as the body adapts to chronic repeated stress, it kind of resets a normal and so if you've got stress level zero this morning and just hearing my talk, you know, my little, you know, blurb before took you to stress zero one, if that was as stressed as what you got for the day, that's your new set point zero for tomorrow. And so that every day your new set point becomes zero, but the amount of stress that you received and achieved the day before is where your set point zero begins from the very next day. So stress essentially winds up, Kaz, is what I'm saying. So. Mm. You know, you can be very low stress sort of person and still be building up little bits of stress until eventually people might say, oh, gee, you're a bit stressed today. And uh, and so that's just that um, aggregation of stress, you know, eventually becoming something that's recognizable and then uh, something that actually has a physiological response and effect on the body. And, uh, and and so we have then multiple stages of stress. And, and this is where it's important for people to understand that stress winds up. It's not something that just happens. It actually winds up. Yeah. One of the things that you touched on that I, I know um, you've taught me a lot about um, is that there's only so much hormone that we have in our body. And if we're starting to use it all for cortisol and stress response, and even if we just understand sympathetics and parasympathetics, if I'm being chased by a tiger, then it's not really the time for me to be digesting my food, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Or the saber tooth yeah. tiger. Or yeah. this is not really the time for my body to be procreating. And I guess that's where it becomes a little bit relevant for our listeners here. That if you're in a constant stress state, you're not actually telling the universe that you're able to be um, in a safe environment to incubate an egg or an embryo. And probably even before that, you're not actually producing the right amount of um, hormones in terms of balance because you're, you're so busy being faced, based by the, uh, chased by the tiger that you may not actually have a normal cycle. Can you share a bit about that? Because you've taught me a lot about that. Yeah, that's really true, Kaz. Um 
the, the body's stress response is designed to take you out of trouble and, uh, and you're meant to cope with it. So stress is something that you should be able to cope with over time. And if we understand that stress is actually something that's positive, um, then that's a good thing. But many people, because of Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and all this sort of social media, people think that you've got to be happy always. You know, the ability to um, be affected by moods is a human experience, it's a human response. And the, our ability to cope with those sorts of moods is important. The ability to experience it and feel it and then respond to it is what's being watered down by social media because most people aren't actually engaging enough in their stress response. And uh, and as a result of that, um, people are actually, I suppose, a little bit worried that if they do get sad that they're now depressed or if they had a prolonged period of sadness, then that's not good because people need to see them as being happy. Um, if people don't see them as smiling, then people are concerned of how their well-being actually is. The long, the long-term effects of that inability to manage and cope with the the various emotions associated with stress means that that our our fertility will be affected, our ability to grow muscle will be affected, our ability to live a long and healthy life will be affected, our inflammatory response will be affected. So all of these things um, are, are greatly affected by prolonged periods of stress. And, uh, and this is really important. So when you have a, a, a stress response, that should be a, a thing to celebrate. But quite often we, we try to um, not deal with those stresses. You know, we, we don't go for a walk. We don't talk about it. Uh, we don't um, go and get a massage. We don't go and receive a chiropractic adjustment. We don't go and do the things that we know will decrease the effect of stress on the body. And so as, as a result of not doing those things, we then move into another stage of, of stress, and that's known as anxiety. So Anxiety is, I suppose, a chronic state of stress, and, and that's where cortisol is really kicking in. And so we've moved from just you know, having a little bit of a stress response to now a total cortisol response, which is where we start to crave food, we start to crave sweet, salty, and fatty things, and, um, and as a result, we're putting on more weight. Uh, we're, uh, we're anxious, we, we start to have challenges with our energy through the day, we definitely start to crave things at 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the afternoon and, uh, and, and our cravings tend to be for those sweet, salty and fatty things and, um, and, and that perpetuates, perpetuates itself into another level of stress. So that stress response, which is the second level of stress, then manifests as a third level of stress, which is known as insomnia. So we start to become a little bit insomniac. Uh, we can't fall asleep or we can't stay asleep. We, we wake up and we start to think about the things that we didn't get done the day before. And this is a third level of stress. And, and, and as a result of not sleeping properly, we now don't reset our hormones um, to, to reset our set point for stress. And so we, stay, we start our next day in a state of fatigue. And we're low in serotonin, and as a result of not having enough of the happy drug, which is serotonin, we don't laugh enough, we start to feel a bit depressed, and that's the fourth stage of stress. And so as our stress response cascades up, many of us try to escape going back through all of those stressors, and they, you know, people take pharmaceutical drugs or intervene uh, with pharmaceutical medications to try and um, lessen the effect or the sadness that they're feeling uh, with depression. But the reality is that they've got to kind of work their way back through that insomnia phase, through their anxiety phase, and get back into the stress phase before they'll really be able to repair their body. It's a process of going back and, and undoing, not really damage, but undoing the steps and stages of stress that they've built themselves up to. With so much great information provided on each episode, we've created an easy way for you to stay up to date on keeping your family happy, healthy, and safe. For exclusive content, as well as show notes, links for everything we discuss on the episode, as well as a free newsletter to help keep you informed, 
visit mumsthewordpodcast.com. So, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of mums listening out there who maybe first-time mum, maybe don't have family help nearby or partner is at work. I mean, I'm just making this up. Um, that, you know, the baby may not be sleeping and you can start to see how that stress and then the anxiety and then obviously there's, you know, insomnia coming in. I mean, I call that that tired and wired state is that you're so exhausted but you still can't get to sleep or well, now the baby's asleep and and you're still awake, you know, because you're like, oh, I've got to do the washing or like you said, running through the list of what you should be doing or could be doing and all that sort of stuff. And, um, yeah, it's an important point to make that, you know, the answer is not to – then go into the medicated state, as you said, um, we need to go and attack what are those um, strategies, like you said, massage or or talking to people and sharing um, to get back through that cycle. It's almost like there's a downward spiral or there's an upward spiral and you, you get to sort of take action on where you want to be on it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you get to you get to control that. But there's a number of different things that you can do. And it's the repeated exposure to these things that, that you can do to decrease the stress response that I suppose it's really important. It's not that you just do one and all of a sudden stress disappears. Like you don't go for a 30-minute walk once and then your stress decreases. But what we do know is that when you walk for 30 minutes, you decrease the effective stress. At that point in time in the day, you'll decrease the effective stress by 50%. Now, that's a huge decrease in the effective stress. It doesn't mean you're decreasing your stressors. It just means that your body's ability to cope is improved because you're now circulating hormones, you're circulating oxygen. You're, uh, the movement that you're, that you're registering in the brain shuts off the stress response. And this is a really important thing. This is why chiropractic is so important for people when they're stressed. I mean, it's so important for people when they're not stressed, but it's, it's so important for people when they're stressed because chiropractic in the movement of the spine um, registers the same sort of um, stress-regulating effects as movement does. And so if you go for a walk, um, you're decreasing the effect of stress um, by 50% because you're signaling to the uh, cerebellum, which is a part of the brain, as you know, Kaz, and maybe you can explain what the cerebellum is to everybody. The cerebellum, um, you know, coordinating movement, but w- when you signal movement through the cerebellum and a, a chiropractic adjustment also signals movement through the cerebellum, the effect of reduction of stress is huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. So I think, I mean, just sort of relating back to the listeners, it's it's almost like packing that baby in, in the wrap or in the pram and going for that walk, even though it's probably the last thing you feel like doing and you feel like your hair's not done or whatever. Just get out and move, you know, and whether it be with a friend and, you know, combat that, you know, sharing. Because I think a lot of that, whether it's just a female thing, I'm not sure, just sharing the experience, like you said, with social media, it's almost like we have this Pinterest idealistic, you know, um, role that we're supposed to supposed to. I don't know who said it, but it's just like we we can't keep up with it. It's same like you know the magazines and and all these sort of things. It's like post baby, you just had a baby last week, and you got a flat tummy. You know all this sort of stuff in our world. That it's nice to be able to share the experience with people. It is, oh, yeah, it sorry. is, yeah. So that's okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to keep on going. No, it sorry. Is, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really important to you know to share that experience. Just talking about things is really, really good. But if you talked and walked, that'd be great. If you talked and walked on the way to the chiropractor, that'd be even better. And uh, if you talked and walked on the way to the chiropractor after you had acupuncture, that'd be even better again. So I know that a lot of this might sound a little bit unachievable, but you know, doing one stress-less thing every single day of the week will actually help guide you back from, you know, the depths of depression or the challenges with insomnia or the um, the struggles with anxiety and then moving back into stress so that you're actually happy again. So stress should actually make you happy. Stress is one of those things that you just got to 
um, kind of celebrate and go, well, it's great they're having a stress response because at least I'm experiencing life. Because without stress, you're not really experiencing what life has to offer. You know, if you think about what our body is able to cope with, whether it be the sun, the rain, wind, all of these sorts of things, all of those things are actually stressors on the body. And the emotional stressors in the body, as much as we've got physical stressors and chemical stressors, the emotional stressors in the body are generally the ones that we tend to focus the most on. But all stress has the same effect on the body, whether it be an emotional stress, a physical stress or a chemical stress. All of those stressors affect the body you know, in very much a similar way. They they block um, repair hormones. They block the ability to manage sex hormones, um, reproductive hormones. They they block the body's ability to age really well. And, uh, and so we're going to try and decrease the effect of all stress on our body. So that's removal of chemical stresses. It's the removal of physical stresses or the limitation of physical stresses. And, of course, the improvement of coping um, with the emotional stresses. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I think that's all really important. The one thing that I thought would be really good as well just to, to go over because because um, for people that know Damien, they know that he's got no issues whatsoever talking about poo. In fact, he celebrates it. So um, what I would love um, for you to do, DK, is just maybe share where that affects digestion and absorption if you're in that stress state. Because, I mean, I know, you know, I almost felt like I needed to run to the loo, um, you know, hearing your story just then. And, of course, you mentioned coffee. You'd had a lot of coffee during that day. If we can just sort of move into a little bit of that nutritional side of what stress can do and then obviously how that affects I guess absorption and because it's almost like this vicious cycle isn't it really you know you don't eat well and then when you're stressed you don't absorb well <clears throat> if you could maybe share That's a bit it. about that yeah absolutely yeah look just for the for I suppose the ease of people thinking about this looking at this you can download a poo chart uh, which will be relevant to what I'm about to speak about you can download the poo chart from my foragecereal.com website so you go there when you sign up to the newsletter you get access to the poo chart and then you can unsubscribe to the newsletter if you want but you can get this poo chart and then and go with us you know through this little journey that Kaz and I are about to take you on uh, with regards to um, checking out where you are in the stress response or the stress cycle. And so it is important to look for keys and clues around where you are in stress. And uh, and so insomnia is, is, of course, a signal that you're quite advanced in your stress response. Continual feeling of depression is, is also another sign or symptom that you're advanced in your stress response. That feeling of anxiety versus panic is um, is something that's uh, a, a great signal or indicator of how far you've actually gone in your stress response. But checking out your digestion is an amazing way to actually understand what's happening with your stress response. So if your uh, if your bowels are moving well, um, in other words, if your bowels are what we call a number four, which is a solid movement um, that's that's kind of long in nature, one color shouldn't be multiple different colors. And, uh, and and easy to move with easy to clean up as well. If you've got all of those boxes ticked with your, with your bowel motion, then pretty much stress isn't affecting your gut. But a great indicator of stress affecting your gut is whether or not you're really at the dry end of a bowel movement or the very moist, wet end of a bowel movement. And the wet end of a bowel movement is probably more concerning than the dry end of a bowel, of a bowel movement. So many people are concerned that they're constipated, but more people should be concerned that they've got diarrhea or loose stools. So the diarrhea loose stools thing is more of an acute um, stress response. It's, it's a malabsorption indicator. Generally, when you've got runny uh, bowel motions, you're, uh, you're not absorbing your nutrients very well. In fact, you're losing a lot of water through your colon. And the colon is the area of the body that absorbs the most amount of water. So we want to, we want to really you know, have a, you know, an easy-to-move poop, but not too dry, but definitely not too wet where it's falling apart. So diarrhea and, and a wet 
um, a very wet bowel movement should should be checked. You, you either see your naturopath or speak to your chiropractor and they can recommend someone for you or go see your GP and they'll tell you what you need to do to manage that. The preference would be to use probiotics and to manage it with stress-reducing techniques as opposed to using pharmaceutical intervention just to stop um, a runny diarrhea. If it's an infection, then you want to see that diarrhea you know, completed. If it's not an infection and you're taking something to stop the diarrhea, um, you're not actually addressing the cause of the uh, of the diarrhea. So you, you really need to speak to someone about dr- addressing the cause of your diarrhea. At the other end of the spectrum, we'll move, we'll move right along, Kaz. At the other end of the spectrum, which is what we call the number ones, um, these ones are the dry ones, the dry little rabbit pellets. You know, that indicates that from a stress response perspective, you've moved probably more into the anxiety state. And, uh, and so you, you, you're really at a, at a point where you've been a little bit uh, retentive for a little bit too long, hanging on to things for too long in your stressed and panic state. You're not taking time to move your bowels. You're probably finding that moving your bowels is a little bit inconvenient because it takes up so much of your day. And, uh, and as a result, um, you're dehydrating your stool too much. And, uh, and that becomes you know, a significant issue because w- when you've got to try and move through waste, you've got to get waste out of the body. If you're hanging onto your waste for too long, then, uh, th- then you're absorbing a lot of, you know, not, not necessarily toxin, but just waste that your body had already tried to clear out in the first place. So you want to you get that out. And, and a great way to understand how fast your bowels are moving is to understand the speed of your transit time. And uh, and the transit time is really important, Kaz. It's got to be somewhere between 12 and 24 hours. If, you, if your bowel movements are taking longer than 12 to 24 hours, then you're in a bit of trouble. So looking at your scales from number one through to number seven, it should still take 12 to 24 hours, whether or not you're really dry or really wet. 12 to 24 hours is that kind of transit time that you need to you know kind of be aiming for. Are you going to share how we can check our transit time? I will, just because you asked. And so <laughs> I, uh, I love to do this uh, little experiment with people, Kaz, where we get a teaspoon of sesame seeds. And there could be people on the end of, the, of this, uh, this call at the moment going, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we're talking about poo at this time of the morning. Uh, you, what you do is you get a teaspoon of sesame seeds, you put it into a glass of water, you stir it, and then you drink it. And so what should, if you're allergic to sesame seeds or you've got poor eyesight, then you want to use corn. Because corn also can't be digested by most people. Poor people's. eyesight. Oh my God. <laughs> it's true, right? Who puts their glasses on to go to the bathroom? So, because <laughs> you, you, you've got to, you have to inspect it. You're not, you know, doing a, a close-up visual inspection. It's just a visual inspection from, you know, head height away from the bowl. You just got to look down at the bowl to see whether or not you see sesame seeds in your bowels, uh, or not in your bowels in your poo, and then in, uh, and or, or corn. And so you're then tying it. So you're going from the time that it gets from into your mouth to the time when it comes out the other end and that period of time should be 12 to 24 hours now all of the sesame seeds or all of the corn should have come out in that time if they don't come out in that time then you're not actually having a proper and complete bowel movement your bowel movement should be proper and complete they should finish off a particular meal or a set of meals and then move on to the next set of meals it shouldn't be that you've got one meal taking three bowel movements to come out that's that's not appropriate. It should be that it's just one meal, one bowel movement. That that would be ideal. So your bowel movement should be about the length from your wrist back to your elbow, and that's a long. That seems like really long poo, um, but that is physiologically what our body is designed to be able to produce. Not the width of our forearm, Kaz, but just the length <laughs> of our forearm. <laughs> um, so I was just thinking it would be yeah. You know, let's say I've discovered that I am in stress and I've got insomnia and um, I mean, I know meditation is a great tool, but just from a sort of, um, I guess, supplement side, I mean, I think magnesium would be something important 
um, to help um, at this time. But what are some other great ones to share with the listeners? Magnesium is great, Kaz. And magnesium has got a really tonifying effect for the body. So the magnesium that we absorb through our digestion and even through our skin, you know, it can take magnesium in through our skin as well. Um, that magnesium helps to manage um, the adrenal function within our body, our muscle function within our body, our hormone function within our body. So magnesium has a very important role um, throughout the whole of our of our body. Um, I don't think we're I don't think we're doing magnesium enough. I think that a lot of people do do take a lot of magnesium, but I think there's a lot of people out there that don't use magnesium well enough in their lifestyle. And so magnesium is a goodie, but B vitamins are also a goodie. And you know, you'll notice that there's lots of conversation at the moment in the wellness space about the microbiome mm -hmm. and gastrointestinal health and fermented foods. Um, what we need to be mindful of is that our body, our bacteria is responsible primarily for making our B vitamins in our gut. So um, the bacteria that we actually um, harvest and manufacture in our gastrointestinal tract, they make our B vitamins. So if we're tired and we're low in B vitamins, it's because we've got the wrong bacteria in our gut. So, you know, and looking at the stages of stool, you know, if you're anywhere greater in number than a number four, in other words, if you're at a five, six, or a seven, um, and that's getting runnier, 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 your, your probiotic requirement is greater because your microbiome is poorer and so taking probiotics would not only assist you know and assist your poo and assist your health but it will help you manufacture more b vitamins you can take supplemental b vitamins of course and they're generally grown on, on yeast um but it is important to make sure you've got enough b vitamins that's that's a key a key nutrient uh, that's available in foods but once you cook your foods b vitamins are pretty much all gone um so it's, it's really available only in raw foods um, not not in cooked foods and and most of us, let's face it, Kaz, we cook our food. You know, mo most people are cooking their food rather than actually having raw stuff. You know, it, especially through winter and spring, if you've had a cold spring or a cold autumn, um, you're going to be cooking your food. So a supplemental B vitamin could be helpful. Um, so B vitamins, magnesium, that's important. Uh, if you're iron deficient, that can put you into stress too. And so that in itself actually um, can trigger significant immune re responses because um, your immune system becomes hypersensitive as a result of um, lowered uh, resistance, and so you continue to get influences um, of uh, of you know antibodies and antigens you know running through the body, and you've got to try to manage that. And your immune system requires iron to be able to do that. So if you don't have enough iron, you'll have a different sort of immune response. So iron's important too. So B vitamins, iron, magnesium. But if you've moved into later stages of stress, so let's say for example you've gone from stress into um, anxiety, and you and you're managing that with B vitamins. Um, but you've found yourself moving into uh, insomnia, you've got to get yourself to sleep. So laughing is a great way to get yourself to sleep because the more you laugh, the more serotonin you get. And the more serotonin you get, the uh, the more uh, melatonin you'll produce. So, And melatonin is the hormone that gets you to sleep. So I find a lot of people supplementing with melatonin, but that, that's not a really good way to fix the problem. You've got to you know, kind of move through that stress response and build up your B vitamins, build up your, your, your magnesium and then get outside and laugh lots. So tell lots of jokes or laugh at lots of jokes, laugh at the jokes that you wouldn't normally laugh at, um, tell stories that you wouldn't normally tell, watch movies that, you know, make you laugh till you cry. Those sorts of things are really important. And then uh, you'll find yourself sleeping well. The other thing that I love to mention to people here is that, you know, in the summertime when you go to the beach and you've got most of your clothes off and you're walking around almost naked on the beach, uh, and you've got all of the sunlight hitting your body, you'll find yourself sleeping really well that night. And that's because the sun triggers the secretion of melatonin via the pineal gland. 
and uh, and that in itself helps you sleep. So getting your clothes off, spending more time in the sun, um, laughing a lot, watching movies, spending time telling jokes, laughing, all that sort of thing actually helps to reset that stress response so that you're moving your way out of insomnia and back into you know your anxiety and then of course stress and happiness um, and the same for depression so don't just come off your antidepressant drugs you've got to work your way through the insomnia phases and you know the anxiety and stress phases again to get back into health again that's awesome can i throw out one question there of course with withania that come, sometimes gets discussed is that safe for breastfeeding women just for the listeners Oh, that's a good question. Uh, I think it is actually. Yeah, I think it is. There's other herbs too. So you can use carva, which the Fijians love to use. Um, but there's, you know, not the they- not the wine in Spain. You can use that too, I guess. <laughs> Do you have carva wine in Spain? Like champagne. It's called carva. Really? Is C- it made from C A V A? I don't know if it's no, the same. <laughs> no, I think it's different. That's alcohol. And look, alcohol. A lot of people use um, to manage their stress. But the fascinating thing about um, using wine or alcohol to manage stress is it perpetuates the stress response because you're putting your body into a central nervous system suppression. So when you suppress your central nervous system, you're making it more fatigued and uh, that's not rejuvenating. A lot of people, you know, drinking wine every single day, a lot of people don't do AFDs and uh, without your alcohol-free days, um, you don't have the, your body hasn't got the ability to manage um, other parts of stress. So you, you've got to be careful not to drink too much wine. And, of course, alcohol can be used as a social lubricant, which can lead to more happiness and, for some people, more exercise later on, which decreases the effect <laughs> of stress, right? But you've got to be really careful with too much ex- uh, too much alcohol because uh, that that is, is challenging. But some of the herbs that you can use, yeah, definitely with Thania, passion flower, um, chamomile is really, really good. St. John's wort is very safe and really, really good too. St. John's wort has been shown in the scientific literature to have as good an effect on managing uh, depression as very strong drugs like Prozac. And so it, it's good to be mindful that herbs are very powerful medications um, and they can be very, very um, effective. Uh, but it is always really important to seek the health you know, the advice of a healthcare provider before taking any herbs. So different stages of pregnancy carry different state, you know, types of risk. Mm-hmm. So what I might recommend for someone in the late stage of pregnancy would be very different to some, you know, what, what I recommend to somebody in the early stages of pregnancy. Yeah, yeah. No, awesome, awesome advice. Um, just if there's any anywhere, I mean, you've shared some resources. Um, obviously, the Cracky Stress Code is available to see, but if there's any other resources that um, people could either read up, if there's any books or, or anything like that, if there's anything you have to share. It's probably a book I should write, Kay, because the fascinating thing about stress is that it's not that sexy. People don't really love that. People are stressed, but they don't really want to learn about it. You can't make stress mm. food. You can't make anti-stress food, but you can make you know sugar-free food or fat-free food or whatever it is you're making. So there's always those delectable delights that people like to eat um, that make them feel better. And that's a fascinating thing too, isn't it, Kaz, that we think about it, there's more serotonin receptors in our gut than there is in our brain. And serotonin is the thing that makes us happy. And that's why a lot of people eat because it makes them happy because um, the gastrointestinal system has so much serotonin receptor. So you can, you know, obviously do all the other things that we spoke about. If you're eating healthy food, then that'll make your gastrointestinal system even healthier. But um, from a, a Write stress, the book, write the book, write the book. I need to write that book. It's probably better to write that book than a food book, I reckon. Uh, so I might do that. Um, but uh, look, just understand the simple concepts. One of the most profound things that we only really touched on, Kaz, is the utilization of chiropractic in the reduction of the stress response. And I want people to understand that, yes, Kaz and I are chiropractors, 
And yes, we do believe that chiropractic can assist every single person at every stage of their life. But it is really important to understand the role of chiropractic in the maintenance or the management of stress, management of stress. And so when we adjust your spine, the adjustment signals to the cerebellum that there's, that there's been movement and then the responding information or the, the information that returns back to the segment that we've adjusted that is filtered by the cerebellum um, and, and as a result, um, we shut down the stress response. So it's the brain's communication and, and, and I suppose moderation through the cerebellum that actually activates this anti-stress response thing. And, and that's really important to understand that chiropractic has that effect, but so do other things. So walking um, and, and laughing also affect that. Acupuncture and massage have the ability to do that, but movement is so important. So chiropractic is incredibly important in the management and the maintenance of this, but um, there's many other strategies that you can actually employ. From an information perspective, Kaz, I reckon just watching the full seminar of Crack Your Stress Code uh, will, will help people understand a whole lot more about it, I reckon. Yeah, and just to share that again, that's on your DamienChristoph.com website. Yeah, yeah go to DamienChristoph.com and, uh, and just click through to the – I think it's in the shop area. You just click on it. Um, you can download it and watch it forever. We can just watch one, you know, watch it over the space of a day. I'll and, try and get uh, that so, in the show notes anyway. Yeah, there's different ways in which people can watch it. And um, and so it, it's it's got so much more information in there. We've touched on the surface of it, but there's a lot more stuff in there. Yeah, and you've also only touched on the surface a little bit about the DNA effects. And I think if anyone wants to hear more about, I guess, longevity and um, you know doing things in your life that will make you happier and therefore live a longer life, um, the 100 Not Out podcast is fantastic for that um, yeah. as well. So that's also on the Wellness Couch, which is where Mum's the Word is. Um, one of Damien's other podcasts along with the Wellness Guys as well. So, I mean, thank you so much for sharing um, so much information, a wealth of there information. Lot, We're just like Very tapping much. in, tapping into the DK brain at, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and it's like there's so much, um, so much there. So we really can only um, uh, sk- um, skim the surface. But thank you for being um, on the second episode of Mum's the Word. Awesome. Oh, Kaz, I'm so on it. I can't believe it. I was thinking to myself, oh, I haven't been on, on Mum's the Word yet. I mustn't be that good, maybe because I'm a dad, maybe it's that sort of thing. And and then when you've invited me only twice, I feel totally on it. That's just fantastic. So thank you so much. Well, very subtly, Lawrence was on 000 episode interviewing me and Brett's been on and you've been on twice now. So Yeah, I better know. tell the boys. Yeah, uh, yeah. I better I tell them. you'd like that. I have a bit of a humble brag, I think. You know, fellas are interviewed for the second time amongst the word. How are you guys going? <laughs> <laughs> well, Lawrence probably shoot in and say that his wife's been on as well, so who knows about that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's maybe he's maybe one and a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. Thank you so much. I'll put everything in the show notes for all the listeners as well. Um and of course all your Instagram and um Facebook and all that's there as well. That's great. Thank you so much, Kaz. It's been wonderful to be able to share with you with your audience. Thank you. Thanks very much. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mums the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Foster Wellness Couch presenter, endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.